0: Hi everyone, this is Marcia, and I'm the director and founder of the Brooklyn Caribbean Literary Festival. I'm thrilled and elated to announce the birth and launch of our brand new podcast, Cocoa Pod. Consider the aromatic cocoa pod and how, after carefully ripening under the Caribbean sun, it generously offers up its rich fruit in due season. Cocoa Pod by BCLF aims to provide a similar delight. Each episode is a seed, a nugget of an original Caribbean story told in the voice of its writer. Each story, an infinite gift by the offshoot of an ancient griot tradition. As a whole, Caribbean stories are like a mighty tree whose branches extend offering shade and comfort wherever her children settle. From my team and the legion of Caribbean writers behind us, we bring to you the warmest of welcomes.
1: My name is Lisa Allen Agostini. I'm a writer, stand-up comedian, poet, former journalist, mom, various things, from Trinidad and Tobago. I'm going to be reading from The Bread the Devil Need, which was published in May 2021 by Myriad Editions UK. Chapter 1. When I wake up that morning, oh God, my back and my belly was hurting, but I didn't want to make no noise and wake up Leo. So I bite my lip hard to make sure I didn't bowl out for pain. Slow, 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 I turn on the bed and swing my foot over the side and get up like if his eggs are sitting on and I feel with my foot for my rubber slippers before I stand up. It was dark in the bedroom. Day clean, still a good hour away. I hear the neighbor cock crowing anyway as though he watched break. I didn't switch on the light because I live in here five years and I could find anything here with my eyes closed. I reach under the bed by the ashtray for my pack of cigarettes and lighter. Slipped them in my duster pocket and tiptoe out the room. When I reached the door, I remember the book I was reading last night before Leo come home. Yes, look at the way they'd fling it by the wardrobe. I bite my lip again when I bend down to pick it up. I close the bedroom door behind me soft, soft. In the kitchen, rubbish was falling out of the old grocery bag in the corner by the back door and it had a smell like stale fish and cigarette in the air. The stove had a cross on it. Split peas boil over on top of the black grease coat and the white enamel. I didn't even bother to suck my teeth. I pick up my copper bottom kettle, shiny bright chrome, fill it with water and use my lighter to light the stove. As I waiting for the water to boil, I sit down and start back reading my book. The table nasty like the stove. I feel long time it used to be a red like a the cigarette pack. Carmine, a nice word, Carmine, but now it just kinda faded, orangey color, tangerine. Right in the center of the table it had a big circle of bright red, Carmine, as though it had a flower pot on the table for years and years, but when I move here I didn't have no flower pot there, Leo must be break it. I light a cigarette and take a long drag, that first cigarette does go straight to my head every time. I was a little dizzy until I take the next drag. I ash the cigarette in a dirty coffee mug on the table and the ashes float on the black coffee still in the cup. The book I was reading wasn't Tolstoy, just some murder mystery I borrowed from the library. The detective was a woman who had a bookshop in London. This is how I just see the world, by reading books. I just go to London, Hong Kong, Siberia even when I read a book. I just meet all kind of people. Learn all kinds of words. Live all kinds of lives. Thank God for books. The kettle started to boil and I jump up quick, quick before it could whistle too much and wake up Leo. I stand up by the sink to wash the same cup I was ashing the cigarette in. The rag I was using was an old piece of jersey. It had a print on it that say prop something, something, see something, something, constant. Property of the University of Wisconsin, it used to say. Before the squeezy and vim fade out the print. It had a million other jerseys like it, cut up in pieces. we just use them to wash wares, wash windows, clean the furniture when we clean cleaning. Which is hardly ever. I pick up the sugar pan to sweeten the tea, but the pan was empty. I didn't bother to look for milk. I drink the tea black and strong and bitter. Just like Leo. I laugh inside my head. The tea edged my teeth and burned my tongue. The woman detective in the book was going to an estate sale in the country to see if she find any first editions and she meet a handsome man in the big old house which part she went. I was just getting back into the story when the stupid rooster next door crow again and remind me I had was to go to work. Every time I watch that bathroom, it does crawl my blood. But Leo lie if he feel I clean in it. He could do what? I don't care. I'm not scrubbing that moss and mildew of the wall for he lazy ass. If he beat me, he beat me. I hang the dust on the towel rail, scrub my mouth, looking in the mirror, but not really seeing the thin white face. Long, straight brown hair. His lies. The mouth mender's called rude. I have a small waist and a flat belly, but right now that belly was black and blue and red and green, depending on what bru- bruises he was looking at. The older ones was lighter. The ones from last night were still red. Sun now starting to think about coming up. A greyish light was glowing through the cobwebs in the ventilation blocks high up on the wall of the bathroom. I bathed myself with my rag and some cheap vanilla body wash, real gentle when I was rubbing my belly and my back, and rinse off under the one tap gushing cold water from the bathroom wall. I had my slippers on still. I know it's really one thing I have that I could count on, and that is my looks. I go in on forte, but you would never know it because every morning and night, God spare life, I just cleanse and tone and moisturize from head to foot. I have special cream for my hair, my face, my hand, my body, my foot. It's not that I've been. I just think of it as an investment. If you had a nice car and you would take care of it, depreciation is a hell of a thing. I creep back inside the bedroom and, in the dawn, peeping through the curtains by the window, I put on my underwears. I design on a weekend so it's just a ease out a shirt, a skate and some shoes from the wardrobe. Take my handbag from the kitchen table, stuff the book in it and it's go and I go on before Leo could even turn twice. In this neighbourhood, you doesn't have to lock your door. Everybody know you and everybody know your business. So everybody know we didn't have nothing to thief. I push in the back door and walk out to the front yard. My two little neighbors was there already, dragging themselves down the road. Happy New Year, I tell them. The girl didn't watch me in my eye. Happy New Year, Miss Ali. She said like she eaten aloes. Ty, you ready for the first day of school? He and all watching me funny. Yes, Miss Ali. He walk quiet for a little while and then he hitch up the big book bag on his back before he talk again. Miss Ali, um, last night my mother say Uncle Leo just like his father. His sister jump in one time. Hush him out. But Natalie? Natalie hit him one cut eye and grab his hand rough rough and pull him like he's a sack of rice. Mind your business. I hear she tell she brother. Me? I do like nothing didn't happen. I plaster a smile on my face and step up my pace to pass them on the road. Have a great day, I say. It's not my place to teach pissing tail churny manners. When I reached the main road, the sun was up and the road was busy already. I put out my hand to stop a maxi on one pull up one time, giving her next maxi had bad drive fussy hurry to catch this one passenger. When I sit on in the back seat of the little bus, I keep my knees together tight tight and it didn't turn right or left. I stared in front of the 2004 calendar the driver still have stick up over his head. I could see, out the corner of my eye, a little girl in pigtails and ribbons watching me with her eye big, big. She probably wondering what a white lady doing taking Maxie. I didn't study she. I pull out my book from my handbag and start to read. Well, pretend to read. In truth, I was going down the rabbit hole in my head. Ever since I was small, when I get licks, I just picture myself disappearing inside a black hole. The black hole has swallow up everything, starting with my navel and sucking everything down with it. This morning, the black hole pick up the places where Leo coughed and kicked me the night before. The places where he hold me down and forced me to do what he does call lovemaking. The places with the nasty kitchen and the overflowing rubbish bag and the mossy bathroom and the neighbors talking behind my back and the mud on the road and the cussing maxi driver and the gaping little girl. Everything gets sucked down inside that black hole. And I was staring at that page of the book like it was blank or infinity. The maxi must be stopped. Next thing I know is because somebody's shaking my shoulder and saying, Miss Ali, Happy New Year. The black hole closed up like water going down a drain. It was Tamika, a girl I does work with. She black eyes was sparkling and she teeth looked extra white when she smiled, splitting she dark brown face from air to air. Hey, happy New Year, but what are you doing on this side? I wouldn't say we was close friends, but we was friendly enough for me to know she was living sugar on us, not Carnage. She slid in next to me and kissed me on the cheek. As she reached to put her purse in she lap, I spot a little twinkling on she left hand. Mm. Like somebody had a very happy new year, I tell she, grinning. Gil, she say. She hold out she hand and turn it left and right so that the little diamond could catch the light. Curtis and me get engaged. Christmas. All you set a date yet? Gil, you rushing me or what? No. No date. But I'm moving by ye this weekend. That is why you down here. Where are you living? Any mother house up in La Hockette. Tamika skin up she face a little bit. That woman like, she don't like the best bone in my body. And you know you have plenty bones, I tell she. and just tease Tamika all the time because she bony and long. She used to be a dancer and she still have the body for it. I try and get she to do some modeling for the shop for ad for the papers, but she was never interested. It's only Curtis this and Curtis that. I used to feel like that about Leo too, once upon a time. He say he want to carry me on a, out on a evening and like a fool, I drop everything. Leo want me. Leo love me. Leo need me. I watch the see slide by the maxi as we speed down the highway towards the city. Listening with half her ear to Tamika chattering away about the engagement, and she soon-to-be mother-in-law and how good this was so generous and ray, ray ray. Even on this western peninsula, you could still see spectacular colors on the water when the sun coming up: a little pink, a little silver, a little blue, a little gold. Waves was washing up on the shore in between the mangrove growing in the water by the side of the highway. A man was bathing a horse in the sea. Leading it in by the reins. I feel sorry for the horse. That water must be was damn cool at that hour. And you? Tamika joke my waist with your elbow. What you get for Christmas? Nothing, I say. Eating the pain when she bongs me. That was one of Leo's favourite spots too. I wish I coulda go back in the black hole again. Nothing? Or you don't want to tell me? Tamika say like she was trying to get back at me for the bony joke. I make up my mind, just like that. I don't know what fly up in my head. I never tell nobody about this before, but just so, just so, I decide I go tell Tamika. You know what? I go show you what I get for Christmas. Leo, give me. When we reach and work, I go show you. A bobo Rastaman man sitting on the other side of Tamika, he here tie up in a turban, raise the eyebrow and give we a reproachful look from the side of he eye. He must feel some sex thing I talking about. Oh brother man, if you only know, I tell myself. We come out the maxi with everybody else and join the river people flowing from South Key to Broadway. Seven in the morning, first work day of the year and tongue was already jumping. Little school training, reaching my hip. Weigh down with bags bigger than them. Jostling with full-grown man and woman. Everybody hurrying to reach the school, work, government office, or wherever they was going. Tamika and she orange w- work polo jersey and jeans and me and my shirt and skirt blend right in as we cross the road by Cipriani's statue. And walk half a block to Tong. It's two years now I store manager. Tamika's a sales clerk. We the sell clothes and accessories, mostly cheap Chinese thing we boss wife does order. The boss wife little on the tacky side, but she bright for so The clothes does be bright, bright, bright and a little on the tacky side. Just like she I unlock the big metal grill and roll it up to reach the shop door. I walk inside first. To come in after me and I hand she the big jangling bunch of keys to lock back the street door and both of we going in the back by the kitchen. I put on the kettle and put out some cups. And she take out a open tin of condensed milk, the pack of cricks and the little small, small block of cheese from in the little fridge. She cut up squares of cheddar and put about ten biscuits on a plate while I make the tea. This time I put sugar and milk in mine until it was sweet and light. And she she cup with a spoon and put the milk on the table. So what is this big secret thing Leo give you for Christmas? Tamika sit down by the table and take a bite from she cricks and watch me mischievously. She eyes practically sparkling. I still stand in her by the kettle. I suck my teeth and set up myself to show she. My belly boiling, fossa nervous. But outside, I was cool. Curiosity kill the cat, eh, Miss Tamika? I pull up my shirt out my waistband. What is this? De- Tamika was squeaking, excited like a little child in a birthday party as she sipping she tea. I feel she figured it was a navel ring or a tattoo i going and show she. She did my face was serious, like a police in court. When I unbuttoned the shirt, she put on she tea and she hands start to shake. Mr. Ali, what the hell? You see, Leo gave me. I shake my shoulders in a, sh- in a shrug and button back up the Tommy can't say a word. She just sit down there with she lip quivering and she eye fulling up with water. I sit down and try to eat my Crix and cheese. Finally, tears rolling on she face, she say, soft, soft. You call the police? Police? You joking? What police go do? Say it's man and woman business and leave me to get more cut ass? No, girl. Tamika say in a rush Things different now That has actually helped I hold up my hand and stop she right there If Leo only know I call police For so he is even more licks I go get The cricks back on the table Start unfolding for itself As the plastic try to find back The shape it want to be in Even even though I roll it up and twist it up To make it stay closed Tamika reach and pick it up She gets up and puts it back in the fridge With the cheese and the milk She sit back down she didn't say nothing. She didn't watch me in my eye. What kind of expressions was passing on she face? Horror, disgust. Sorrow. But then rage settled around she mouth and drawed she eyes to finally look at me. Why are you us stay, Miss Allie? You know, that is the first question people does ask. My throat was dry. I take up the cup with my two hands to keep from trembling and throwing down the tea. I sip some before I talk. I feel like she was accusing me. I heard from doctor and nurse already as so though by staying, I was saying I want to get licks. Nobody does ask why he do stop beat you. As if somehow it's a normal thing for a man to beat a woman. Yet, it's not normal for a woman to stay with a man who beatin' she. If it's the woman fault for staying, not the man fault for lashing she, Beaten woman come normal then. Tamika still sit down quiet, quiet. Water full up in she eye again. She shakes she head hard. Maybe to say, no, it's not normal. But she ain't open she mouth to tell me nothing. He doesn't always be so, I say. It was partly true. When we meet, he was nice. He was sweet. If you see that man... Hard body for days and no gum that smile. A hundred watts he could turn on and off when he wants and I ain't lie. He hooked me with his voice. You know he's a singer. Voice like butter. A smile to remember them days. She shakes she head. I know he's a big famous singer and he handsome. To look at him you would never know he's a monster. That make me jump. No Tamika, he's not a monster. He liked to lash and he liked to. I study if I could really tell this kill all the things Leo does do me. But if she react like that when she only see the bruises on my body, she go dead if she know the rest. My turn to shake my head. No. He's not a monster. He take care of me. He put me in a house. A real house. I never meet a man who love me so much. I watch she. My eyes was dry. He still loved me, I say confidently, though I wonder if I self-believe it. And you, you still love he? She challenged me, looking straight in my eye. A hard question for so early in the morning. And what is love? I human. I have feelings. I would man, of course I love him. Yet, the way he does love me does make me hate myself. He very imperfect, it's true. But how to tell Tamika that, as far as I'm concerned, it ain't have no such thing as a good man anyway? One man I had was locho for spite, sitting down there waiting for me to mine he and not get enough to get for himself. One man was under he mother's skirt. He couldn't say boo unless he mother tell him, say boo. She used to buy down to drawers for him. I had plenty on a man, sniffing behind Every woman bottom they see. Some bold-faced exes bring their woman in my place and build them in my bed. Hence the exes. It's not that I vex; they have woman, but oh god, have rules for this thing, man. Another one lovey boys more than he love me. Liming, drinking, and playing football with them like that is he walk. He didn't have no time or energy for me when he night come. All of them used to lash. Leo have ways. Me say no. Yes, he does horn, but so what? I accustom and what do kill us fatten? As long as he have enough leave over for me to get my share. That share was worth a lot to me, even with the licks and the rest of it. When he wasn't hurting me, he was my best lover. For me, that was good enough. If I love him still, simplest answer, yes, I see. In my head, I tack on, sometimes. We eat with biscuit and drink with tea and she wipes she face and fix back she eyeliner. We didn't say nothing again. By the time the next two girls who does work with we, Anne and Janelle, come knocking on the door, it was nearly time to open up the shop. I put my hair up in a ponytail and put on some lipstick and slap on a smile. It was eight o'clock.
0: We hope that you enjoyed this episode. Please take a moment to follow Coco Pod and turn on your notifications so that you don't miss new stories when they drop. One last thing. Caribbean stories and Caribbean writers need our help. Show your support by sharing and downloading this podcast as far and as widely as you can. Buy their books, support independent bookshops, and request Caribbean titles from your local libraries. Remember that a rising tide lifts all ships. Give thanks. For more Caribbean storytelling goodness, follow Coco Pod and BCLF Always Lit on all major podcast platforms.